Welcome to Cornerstone Protestant Reformed Church. It's nice to see all those who have chosen to sit in these front rows. I usually don't have that on Sunday. We're thankful that God in his providence caused the rain to stop for that little while that we were in the cemetery. And I'd like to go from that cemetery to another cemetery in Bethany. We read in John chapter 11. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furloughs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? That was the question to Martha, and that's the question to each one of us this morning. Believest thou this? Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in him has everlasting life. Let's ask for the Lord's blessing on this memorial service. Father in heaven, with tears yet in our eyes, there is still also a glow on our faces. For that we know that death has lost its sting and the grave has lost its victory for all those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. What a Savior we worship. What a Savior we believe in, in life and in death. What a Savior we live for and serve and obey. In this memorial service, turn our eyes heavenward to behold our great God who has loved us and saved us in his Son, Jesus Christ. May thy blessing flow to us from thy precious word and may we be comforted. Give strength to the family to Anita, who has been so busy for the last four or five weeks every day going to the hospital to see her husband, and now there's going to be empty hours. For the family, weddings coming up, other holidays where a loved one will not be there. But we do not sorrow as those who have no hope. We know that nothing can separate us from thy great love to us in Christ Jesus. So we ask for thy blessing upon the message today, this memorial service, so that we may go forth ready to serve our Lord till he calls us also home. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I was asked to read several portions of Scripture I will do it this time, beginning with Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 through 17. Revelation 7, verse 9 through 17. And after this I beheld, 
And lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell down before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. One of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, and whence come they? And I said unto them, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which come out of the great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Then turning to the Old Testament, to Ecclesiastes. Only one verse there, Ecclesiastes 9, verse 12. For a man also knoweth not his time. As the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. Surely Bill's death was surprising. Going into the hospital for outpatient visit, he stayed there a long time. The Lord Jesus says, it's time, Bill. The mansion is prepared and you're prepared for it. Come home. Next passage is from Isaiah chapter 25, verse 8. What a difference. What a difference there is in the death. The death of the wicked and then the death of the righteous. He shall swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces. And the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth. For the Lord has spoken it. And finally, Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates then with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. 
And that's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a joyful noise, songs of praises and thanksgiving. If you'll take your red hymnals, the first song in this memorial service is number 691. And we will be singing all four stanzas. coming up when a loved one is missed 
surprised we were with the death when it happened. But we sing our next song, Be Still My Soul. From the Red Hymnal, number 689, just one page back. And we'll be singing stanzas 1, 3, and 4. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell 
in the house of the Lord forever. Verse 4 is the theme of our message, walking through the valley. Your husband, your father loved theocentric and Christocentric hymns. There's a hymn that goes all the way, my Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt his tender mercy, who through life has been my guide? All the way my Savior leads me, cheers each winding path I tread, gives me grace for every trial, feeds me with a living bread. All the way my Savior leads me, oh, the fullness of his love, perfect rest to me is promised in my Father's house above. We have, beloved, a pilgrim song before us. Quite different than Psalm 22, where one is anxious, concerned. David cries out there, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, am not silent. Over against that anxious, despairing God by his servant David has another song, a song of triumph. A pilgrim song through the difficulties, through the trials and the sorrows of this life. For as we read in Psalm 90, I'm going to select different verses Verse 3, thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, return, ye children of men. Verse 7, for we are consumed by thine anger and by thy wrath are we troubled. Verse 9, for all our days are passed away in thy wrath and we spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength. Labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Hebrews 9, verse 27, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this is the judgment. And so the question comes, how are we living? What would be the tone of Bill's life? What is the tone of our lives What are we living for? What are we hoping for? For we will all die. And if our hope is on the treasures of this world, of all people we are most miserable, for they cannot be carted behind us to heaven. For the child of God there is great hope. As Paul puts it, to be with the Lord, which is far better Or again from Paul, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. But to those heavenly mansions, there is a walk that we have to walk. Before the high mountain of glory, there's a valley. And it is called the valley of the shadow of death. And you and I are called to walk in that valley. Oh, we might wish that we could be airlifted out of it. But there were only two that were. Enoch walked and talked with God and he was not, for God took him. But even then he had to walk through that valley for 365 years, didn't he? Persecuted for righteousness. Or the other one, Elijah. Oh, he had to go through valleys. Ahab and Jezebel wanted to kill him. The Israelites mouthed some words, but they turned back to the idols. But then Elijah is taken up in a whirlwind. 
but we have to continue to walk through that valley of death until Christ Jesus takes our souls with him up to heaven. David, the shepherd king, sang of that walking through the valley because the Holy Spirit showed him the similarity of the care that sheep need and God's care of his precious people. Psalm 23 can be divided in three parts. The first part deals with the tender care of God in this life. Second part is the transition through death. And the third part is our final glory when we are at home with the Lord. The most critical time for the sheep was when the shepherd took them from the sheepfold and bringing them to the home range to pasture. Yes, moving through those, that valley to that sheepfold where they could pasture, there was only one way there, and that's through the valley. And the shepherd gently leads those sheep. What a gentle approach. They cannot scale the canyon's walls. They can't climb the steep mountain grade, but they must follow the steady upward grade through the valley. Always an upward grade for the child of God. Upward. In that valley, Philip Keller in his book, A Shepherd, looks at Psalm 23 he describes that valley, first of all, providing the necessities of this life. Water from the winter rains that are melting, streams of water to drink from, grass, green grass affording necessary grazing. But in that valley, it's also fraught with dangers, hazards. Storms that can suddenly cause the sheep, the water to flow rapidly and drown the sheep. Cold weather that can cause those sheep to become sick. Misplaced rocks that can cause an avalanche or broken legs or cause a sheep to plunge to its death. And in that valley there are predators such as snakes or coyotes or wolves or lions or bears to attack or thorns that can tear and immobilize the sheep. Yes, there is a close analogy between the experience of those sheep and saints' pilgrimage through this world till we shall finally enjoy a table that is set before us in the presence of our enemies. Upward we go, walking through that valley, upward till we reach heaven to enjoy that sweet communion with our God, seeing him face to face in the face of our Lord Jesus. But we have to go through that valley with its shadows. The sun hidden by the mountains. Oh, the sun is always shining. But because of the mountains, mountains of sin and death, there are shadows. Yes, the shadows of death. Now a shadow is not the real thing. A shadow hides the light that shines so brilliantly beyond it. And yes, the troubles, the trials, the difficulties that we sometimes have to go through, we are asking at times, like David did in Psalm 22, has God forgotten? Has God cast me off? Shadows of death. Just shadows for the believer. For the person outside of Jesus Christ, it is death itself, physical, spiritual, and eternal death. But for the child of God. Because the Lamb of God went through that valley. We can echo those words of the Apostle Paul. O death or O sin, where is thy sting? 
O grave, where is thy victory? You see, those shadows of death lack substance. God has not forgotten or cast off any of his dear children. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And with the psalmist, we say, the Lord is my shepherd. Do you notice that personal word in there? Not merely that God is a shepherd, but the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord Jesus came down from heaven to take the burden of God's wrath against you and me for our sins. Jesus contended with that real thing, death, with all of its horrible realities there on Calvary. Jesus took away our death as he was judged by God, and he satisfied God's righteous demands so that, as believers, death now is only a shadow, a temporary thing, not as punishment, but as a gateway for God's sheep to go to be with their shepherd in heaven. So as we pass through this valley of the shadow of death, we still do encounter many evils. The shadow of loneliness. Many years you shared with Bill, now alone. A father that both sons and daughters, but also their mates could talk with and share good times with. Grandchildren could look up to Grandpa. How wonderful to go to Grandpa's house. And now even great-grandchildren. Sorrow. There is pain. There is sickness. There is the disease that took husband and father and Grandpa. There is in this world family breakups or stresses or even sons, disobedient sons and daughters who turn away from the faith. Sin breaks our homes and our hearts. Oh, we as sheep have all gone astray. For sheep are not the brightest animals. They are so stubborn and they wander so easily. That's you and me, isn't it? You and me. So how we need the shepherd's care for us each day. How we need the shepherd's guidance. It's this way. This is the way upward, not that valley, not that way of sin. How we need our shepherd's preservation. Preservation all the way through our life till Christ and his angels take us home. You see, the shepherd is the one who makes all the difference in our walk through the valley. Yes, say with David, the Lord is my shepherd, and therefore I will lack for nothing. I shall not want. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who has planned all things, including our valleys. And yes, those valleys are even for our good, aren't they, as he draws us closer to himself. That's why affliction is for our profit, isn't it? So that we don't hang on to the things of this world, but we are also looking upward as we are climbing upward. And our shepherd uses means to shepherdize us. He gave you, Anita, a godly husband who loved the Lord. Children, he has given you a, a godly grandpa and father that has cared for you and taught you. And he has surrounded you with the church friends who comfort you and care for you. And the shepherd uses his rod and his staff 
with his staff, a branch that has a crook in it, so that when the sheep are going to wander away, he can quickly catch them with his crook of the staff. Or he can pull them up from the ravine. He reaches down into the waters that flood around drowning sheep and lifts them up. And with his rod, which has got a big ball on it or a thing, he clubs any enemies that would seek our, to do, our downfall. Or sometimes he uses that club also to discipline us as his sheep. As we read in Ezekiel 20, verse 37, we pass under the rod. He takes us to examine us like the shepherd does the sheep to see if there is any disease or injury. Or if we start to wander away, he corrects us and brings us back to himself. What is that rod and that staff? Yes, it's easy to say of the shepherd with a sheep, but what is it for our God, our shepherd? And it is his word. Yes, the good shepherd uses his word that he has given to the church in order to lead, in order to guide, in order to feed, and in order to protect his sheep. The psalmist says, thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. And hopefully that is what this message does for us today. The same God who has cared for Bill for the 75 years that he had here on life is our God and will continue to lead and guide and care and preserve us also, won't he? So that we say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for Thou art with me. So, O oh, child of God, as Bill did, may we look to, may we listen to, may we be guided by the Good Shepherd through His Spirit and His Word. May we be able to say, All the way my Savior leads me. What shadows threaten your walk in this valley of tears? What sins are they that blot out the brilliance of God's sunshine? What obstacles are you afraid of? What difficulties are you wrestling with? Are they dangers from without or are they the sinful nature from within? Isn't it often what confronts us in this valley is our own waywardness and foolishness or pride or rebellion? God forbid that any of us say, I don't need the shepherd. I can do it myself. That's what little kids quite often like to say, don't they? I can do it myself. But, oh, children of God, don't say that. Of yourself, you are on sinking ground. We need the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. And we need the sheepfold that is the church of Jesus Christ. There is only one good shepherd, one loving shepherd with gentle tenderness, a powerful shepherd. And he is such a guide because he himself has walked through that valley, hasn't he, for us? They are on Calvary's cross. And he has reached the higher ground. That is, he was resurrected and he ascended into heaven and he is there for us. And so now that shepherd from heaven, by his spirit and word, leads all his own through this valley to the mansions above, always upward. How beautifully God used Bill in your life as a family, in our congregation, bringing him into his church with a saving faith, bringing him through the trials and difficulties of life, and now home to glory, fitted for that place above. Do you see, O oh child of God, that shepherd's hand in your life? 
don't resist him. Don't try to go it in your own strength. Don't think that you know better. Walking through the valley, always upward, your eyes on the shepherd who leads you. He's walked through the valley, and now he is there on the mountaintop of glory, safely home with Jesus. We are still here below, but comfort. The same God who cared for Bill through his pilgrimage and has taken him home is our God, and he's going to lead us through this pilgrimage until it's the time he says, come home, come home, son or daughter. Are you, am I, walking daily with him? Are you in his word with him? Being fed, being cared for, being guided, and being preserved. Not resisting, not wandering, not in paths of foolishness and sin. No, looking, looking to the Savior who loves us and gave himself for us. There's words of another beautiful hymn that I'm going to use, and it's this one. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Open now the crystal fountain whence the healing stream doth flow. Let the fire and cloudy pillar lead me all my journey through. When I tread the verge of Jordan, bid my anxious fear subside. Bear me through the swelling current. Lead me safe on Canaan's side. Songs of praises, songs of praises I will ever give to thee. I will ever give to thee. Let's turn in our Psalters now to number 52, which is a versification of Psalm 23. Number 52, and we'll sing all four stanzas.
Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we thank thee. We sing praises to thee because of thy guardian care of all thy sheep and lambs. Wonderful care from our birth to our death. We are preserved and laid up for us our treasures in heaven. And thou dost even reward us for the good works that thou dost as planned for us and art caused by thee to do. What a Savior, what a Redeemer. What words can we all mention? In the words of old Simeon, who looked for and saw the Savior taking him up in his arms, we bless thee and we say, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Comfort, we pray. Those who are grieving, lead us by thy word and spirit through our earthly pilgrimage till at last we too are taken home safely to glory. Amen. We're going to sing one more song, and after that we're going to be led out directly to the fellowship hall. Please join the family for something to eat and good fellowship together. Our last song is a song that's quite often used as a doxology in the church by the Sea of Crystal, number 549, and we're going to sing all three stanzas. Mm -hmm. 